Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. What is going on? It's another day of podcast recording. Woohoo! <laughs> we love podcasting. I do love podcasting. It's been so fun. It has been. Y'all, we are already at like 10 episodes and the time is just flying by. Yep. Can you believe it? Episode 11 is here. Yes. So, um, let's get into it. Um, what is giving you life this week? How's things been going? What you loving? Things are going great. You know what? I can't complain. I have a love for life because I choose what? Happiness. Um, But what's giving me life this week is all the black girl magic that I see in my timeline. Not just black girl magic. I'm going to say all the uh, girl power that I see going on in my timeline. Okay. Because I have so many friends that have so many great things going on that I'm just like... Oh my God, even if I know you a little bit or if I, like as an acquaintance or if I know you as a friend, I'm rooting for you. Just know that I am rooting for you. When I see something somebody has done, I'm like, go girl, do that thing. Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. So even though you might not hear me say it on the sidelines, behind the scenes, I'm rooting for you. And I am so excited for all the things that I see from some of the entrepreneurs, from some of the um, personal things. Some people are getting engaged. Some people are making changes in their life. Some people are changing their hair. Looks at me. Uh-huh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just excited and happy for all the things that women are doing, all the strides that we are making, and that's what's giving me life this week. What about you, girl? Well, speaking of girl power, I am getting my life this week because I um, am getting ready for a big trip that I'm taking with a group of women and with a woman who is running her own international travel business. I am talking about one of my friends, Paris by Page is the name of her company. Um, I'm going to Paris, y'all. Hey, Perry. <laughs> Perry, bonjour, mademoiselle. I am going to Paris in a couple of weeks. And like I said, um, Paris by Paige um, is the travel business that I'm going with. And I met Paige several years ago at a travel blogging conference. And we just instantly connected and we became friends. And she lived in Paris, she's like fluent, and she's been taking groups of women to Paris and curating this wonderful seven-day itinerary for years, and so I'm so excited after being friends with her for over five years to finally be able to be going on one of her trips with her. Hey, Paige. Yes, and I am um, excited because um, it's like, you know how it is when you travel, it's like crunch time, so I've started to get a few little items. Uh, biggest thing is shoes. We're going to be doing a lot of walking. So I've already got me a couple pair of like cute shoes. You better so break them in early, girl. I'm wearing a pair right now. Okay. That's a, you are so right. That's why I said. I'm like, let me break these in early. Um, because you know how shoes can be. And I ain't trying mm-hmm. to get over there in Paris and have my feet hurting on the back of my heels rubbing. So um, I'm just getting excited about it. So everything else is like, people like, 
what do you want to do about this? So let's go here. I'm like, look, y'all, I ain't doing nothing. I'm on, like, <laughs> shutdown mode because I have, like, this big trip coming up, and I want to spend my money in Paris, not in Chicago. Don't forget my souvenir, girl. I got you. <laughs> so I'm saving my coin <laughs> for Paris. So they'll be asking me to go to brunch or nothing else because I got plans. <laughs> now... Somebody who did get into some of my coins is Beyonce and Jay-Z. I knew it. I knew what? it. Of course. Mm-hmm. Someone was like, I should have known you were going. I'm like, is water wet? <laughs> Have we met? I will say I was a little reluctant because it's so far away. The concert, I'm talking about the On The Run tour, guys, that has was announced on a Monday. And then I had to buy tickets on Wednesday <laughs> with my Beehive pre-sale code. I was like, okay, Beyonce, this is my Paris money, but I would give you just a little bit. <laughs> so, I'm going. I tried to play like I wasn't. I was like, I don't know. I'm saving my money, and it's so far away, and I don't know. I just saw them, but I had myself at 8.59 a.m. with my Ticketmaster app open and uh-huh. my computer in front of me. Uh-huh. So, I don't know why I was trying to play like I wasn't. So, me and a girlfriend are going in August. Hey, B. Outside of that, nobody else is getting my coins. I'm going to be sitting outside uh, the concert. <laughs> the stadium. <laughs> right, outside the stadium with a lawn chair listening with my popcorn and grilling, y'all. Ooh, they For should free. Have, they should have tailgating. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm a tailgate because that's really what I'm going to do. For real, though. Who oh, that's trifling. <laughs> anyway. I'm gonna start an on the run ta- tailgating party. <laughs> who, who down? I know they better put out an album. That's it. I mean, I will go anyway and listen to old <laughs> stuff. But uh, I, it would be nice to get a little joint album situation. So they said y'all got lemonade in four four four. Again, I know, but I saw that concert already. And for the Formation World Tour was lemonade. Oh. Jay Z did the four 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 tour. So. Yeah. I love the formation to a concert. I would love a repeat of it. I also would love some new music mm-hmm. to bump to. And since it's so far away, you got time after Coachella in a couple of weeks. She said they they working on them twins, trying to get them together. Where are those twins? I know. I'm. I didn't want. I want to see some new some pictures, some actual pictures. We'll see them at the concert. That's what's gonna pictures. happen. Cause mm-hmm. like they always run like of um of real of like their home videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like in her Mrs. Carter tour, you saw like uh, all these pictures of Blue Ivy. Um, you know things that had not been seen yet. Um, I bet that's what we'll do. We'll get to see Sir and Romy. So mm-hmm. I'm sure the first concert that's overseas, somebody gonna have it on the Snapchat. And we'll see it run across the no, shade. No, they ain't doing nothing else on Snapchat. Reread and shut Ooh, that down. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, it was was it Kylie or Kendall? One of the Jenner girls shut it down. And Kylie, now the one that just had the baby. Yes, and, one that is. and now uh, Reread is like, yep, all the nopes have several seats. Boycott. I've been and deleted my Snapchat app. I don't. I haven't used it in like I don't know when. Anyways, today we are going to be talking about the importance of self-care. One of my favorite subjects. Mm. So why is that one of your favorite subjects? I am all about the self-care. It's one of my favorite subjects because I'm all about Mm self-love. And self-love is self-care. But it took me a long time to discover that. Like, I didn't re- I just realized I just thought self love is self love, self care is self care. But if you really care about yourself, you really love yourself. 
And if you really love yourself, you're going to you take time to yes. care Absolutely. about Absolutely. Yeah, the two go hand in hand. And, you know, one of the reasons that we wanted to, like, talk about this is because um, we as women don't do it enough, I think. And um, we're balancing so much in our work, in our life. And a lot of things related to self-care, we don't even, like, take the time to think about it and how that impacts our mental health. Um, And like you said, how that impacts the relationship that we have with ourselves as far as, like, love. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know I discovered this platform. I love it. It's called Noir Care. Um, And it's a place to bear witness to the courageous acts of self-care amongst black women. And I love their tagline because their tagline is, what have you done for you lately? Love that. You know? And when I discovered them a couple of months back, it was all about, like, um, challenging women to, like, share what are some of your self-care practices. And then she posts those on Instagram and out. And to share to encourage women um, to do this more, but to also have a safe space for black women to come together and talk about, like, what we're doing and how we can put ourselves first more because we all know that the common phrase strong black women, you know, we, we, we are known to be strong, getting things done. And I think a lot of times we wear that as like a trophy, but Mm -hmm. we don't think about the downside to always being the strong one, always getting stuff handled. There's a shirt I want to order that says, when black women show up in the room, ish gets handled. Mm-hmm. I just saw that recently, yeah. I mean, I want it so bad. I mean, the back of my phone case says, get stuff done. One of my friends brought me a mug that says, get stuff done. Because I do, in a lot of ways, I pride myself on always handling and taking care of stuff. But I I have, over the years, gotten better about my own self-care. But Like I said, the downside of always being the strong one, always stepping up, always handling stuff is that you don't handle stuff for yourself while you're so busy handling stuff for other people. And if you're not handling stuff for yourself, how can you really handle stuff for everybody else? So if you shut down and you have a breakdown or if you have some type of issue, situation or circumstance going on, who's there to one, help you and how can you help the people that are around you? You can't. So you really have to focus on you and it's okay to be a little selfish and to take that time for self-care yeah. because you are the only one that you have. Um, and like I said, I, I actually recently discovered that self-care is self-love and self-love is self-care. I mean, my platform personally has always been about um, self-love and it has it's been really about beauty, but turning beauty into more about self-love and changing, changing the world's view about beauty. That's what my platform is about. Um, I post inspirational things about self-love on a daily basis. So if you want to check me out, feel free to follow me on a beauty Scarlet on Instagram and you'll see some of the things that I post. But my truth is that I used to work out. I used to hate to work out. And then I realized that it wasn't about the workout that I didn't like. It was really about me. I actually fat shamed myself. I despised what I saw in the mirror and I really didn't like it. And it was to the point where I would exercise because I didn't care about me. I didn't care about my body. I didn't care about my health. But what changed for me is that I had to practice what I preach. I'm like, here I am talking about all this self-love, but I don't even care about me. Mm. So how can I talk about self-love if I'm not caring about the person that I see in the mirror? Right. 
So I made that change and then that's when it dawned on me that, wow, self-care is self-love and self-love is self-care. And once I realized that, things started to change for me. Yeah. And I think it's so important um, to, like you said, you recognize that you weren't even practicing what you were preaching, Mm -hmm. right? And how often does that happen? And I know I was watching um, recently XO Nicole um, from Nicole Kane with the XO Nicole digital platform. Um, she used to have a celebrity blog, Nicole Bitchy, but she recently opened up about her depression. And even, you know, when she was high on the hog, <laughs> that's an old phrase, you know, doing like so well with her blog. Um, but then when she transitioned and even now, like her whole thing is about women's empowerment mm-hmm. that she was still struggling herself. And she was like, she just always felt she had to be strong. And she recently opened up about like depression and how she still struggles with it. And I think it was so good because I think she realized like, I'm like putting all this stuff into women about women's empowerment and I'm not even walking in it myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking the time to to deal with my depression, you know, because it's one thing to, to have it, but then to actually start moving towards working on eliminating that out of your life and what that means and some of that first is transparency just speaking up about it putting it out there i'm depressed i struggle with this it's a big first step for a lot of people then going in and getting the help that you need for that uh whatever that may be and then putting up the boundaries in your life you know associated with that i think that's an important first step um so I like Noir Care. I also love the Therapy for Black Girls podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's so great. Um, she tackles a lot of different topics um, because we don't, like, understand, like, everything from our, like, career choice, right? You know, she talks about, we always think about, like, our dating relationships and, like, financial strains. But she did a great episode about just this political climate and um, how that does for your mental health. Oh, my God. I got a story about that one. Talking about the mental health for activists. You know, people that put themselves out there on the front lines um, and what that is doing to their, like, psyche, right? And so mental health and you know um self-care like it weaves into like so many different areas of our life and I love um listening to that podcast because I for myself get a lot of like strategies to implement you know I learn a lot um and she does a lot of like red flags and like 10 signs to know this or whatever um because I think it's important to always examine ourselves right and like Mm -hmm. you said you realize like okay I'm not taking care of myself the way I need to um so these are some changes I'm gonna make you know you have Um, to do that mental check I mean if you don't do that mental check to say what's going on with me um am I performing to the best that I can do am I taking care of myself to the best of my ability Mm -hmm. and if not what is it that I need to change and how do I go about changing it because you know it's like you hear people say about it's the whole airplane and the oxygen mask thing Put the oxygen mask on yourself before you help others, and particularly small children. Because if I don't have oxygen, I can't help you, right? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And so, you know, if you are caring for somebody, whether you are caring for a parent or whether you are married and you are responsible for taking care of your household, um, you have to 
make sure that you are good first. And so it's not selfish to take that time and go to your spin class or to take that time to like, you know, shut off all technology or to say, you know what, babe, tonight, can you cook or can you order takeout because I need to go do this because I have to like make sure that my cup is full or else I won't have anything to like pour. And I think what happens is people are pouring and pouring and they are so out of capacity and they're, they're pouring and it's just like nothing there. And so what happens is you start, you know, like not performing at your best. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, because you don't have anything, you have to refuel. Right. Um, And if you think about that, I mean, just to bounce off that really quickly is to say that one of the things I wrote before is uh, beauty is like making daily deposits of uh, positive affirmations and words filled with wisdom, love and plus love to feed your soul and fuel your mind. So basically saying that self-love is like a bank account. So Mm -hmm. what happens when you empty out your bank account? You get a ne- it's negative, right? <laughs> and they're trying to charge you for that negative charge. Mm, so it'll cost you exactly. That'll it will cost you to not make deposits into your life. Exactly, you have to because you got to keep your account on full and you have to keep it replenished. And so making those daily deposits, whatever that is, making that time, whether it's taking thirty minutes, whether it's taking five minutes, as little as five minutes. As more, you know, if an hour, because sometimes we have our family life, and I get that. Some people have kids. Some people have a business. Some people have a husband. You know, they have all of these different things that we have in our lives that take, take, take from us. But we also have to make sure that they are giving to us in some type of way and that we're giving to ourselves. So get those deposits into your life. And if your balance is on empty, stop doing what you're doing and start making things that's going to give you deposits. Find out what it is that's going to make ish happen today. Because mm-hmm. when you make those daily deposits of self-love, you get your beliefs up. You get more confidence. You get more self-worth. You start caring for yourself and you're able to care for others more easily. So I have a couple of thoughts just um, practical on some things that I implemented for my own life around self-care. And um, one of them was... <laughs> I constantly remind myself that no is a complete sentence Mm. and that I don't have to say yes to everything. I don't have to say yes to being everywhere. Right. And sometimes you just have to tell people no, um, and not be afraid of what the response will be on the other side. I actually, um, recently had an experience with this and I don't think the person responded positively to my note because they never replied back to the email, never reached back out. Um, but they asked me to help them with some things regarding like business. Um, and they wanted to like spend some, you know, time going over some different things with business and whatnot. And, um, I just, couldn't do it. You know, um, I already have a lot of things that I'm juggling. Um, this wasn't a paid thing. This was just like, Hey, like help me out. And it was like a friend thing. And us and this person, me and this person have kind of like masterminded and collaborated together. But at this place in my life, I didn't have the capacity for it. Um, so I offered them up some other information like via email and was like, you know, I'm sorry, I can't meet or whatever. And they never responded, you know, never said like anything. Take, take, take. Yeah. And, you know, I, um, I feel like I'm a little more offended by the fact that, um, 
I communicated a, a boundary to you and I explained to you why um, and then still gave you some information that would be helpful and that you couldn't even say thank you. But it felt like, oh, because I just didn't immediately say yes, you know, that um, I don't know what the person is thinking, you know, but it was like something that was going to take a lot of my time, take up my weekend and take me pouring out more when I already feel that I am. Mm -hmm. Um so I think you have to be unapologetic in that. Like, I, I can't be concerned about it, um, but there will be times where people don't respond positively to your no. Your partner won't respond positively to your no if you tell them, no, babe, I can't do that, or I can't be at your event, or I can't, you know, um, be intimate with you the way you maybe want to be intimate with me right now. You know, wives struggle with this, right? Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's coming from like a very like real place or whatever. And so you got to have um, people that are understanding. But even if they're not understanding, you just got to like hold tight to your no. Um, so I say no a lot. Um, I do it at work. You know, I um, push back and I was, I've talked to colleagues before about, you know, you don't need to be, no, don't be afraid to push back. And they're like, well, no, the client. And I'm like. Don't be afraid to push back, you know. Mm -hmm. um, if you know you don't have the capacity to take on this additional workload or get this project done or take on another meeting, you aren't, you can't clone yourself as much as we all want to you, and you can't overextend yourself. So you have to say no. Because then you're only going to give 60% of something. Exactly. And if you're not giving 100%, then just don't bother. Exactly. And I had to push back on a project one time because I knew I wasn't going to give 100% to it. I wasn't even knowledgeable with the skill set they were asking. And I was like, I'm not going to allow you to, you know, uh, allow me to consult on this project when I don't even know the skill set that's required. So you need to tell them to find another consultant. You know, this isn't what well, we already, well, I'm not going to do it. And if the expectation is that I do this, then we need to have a conversation offline with our senior leadership. Mm -hmm. You know? Because what if I would have just said yes, then I would have spent probably my evenings and weekends trying to learn this new skill set just to get this project done when I already knew it was something out of my capacity and I have other things I'm doing. That's taken out of your self-care yeah. because your weekends are for you. Exactly. Um, so that, that's one thing. No. And it is a complete sentence. I think that's over-quotable. <laughs> she was the first one maybe mm -hmm. to say that. Um, another thing that I do is I log off social media and I focus on being present. Uh, I've been in the middle of a social media fast. It's been a little over 30 days now. And obviously I work in social media, so I can't like totally go out of it. I still have to log in and post, you know, for uh, business accounts. And there is some news that I've gotten there, but I will say it's been really good to not be so obsessed with what everybody else is doing on their stories and on my timeline, you know, and then also it showed me that, um, about being present. And so, because I'm not on social media, so when I'm out, I'm not trying to capture every moment and put it on a story. I'm actually engaging with the people that I'm with and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Um, cause social media for a lot of people, we talked about this on the first episode can be a source of, um, depression, and you start developing FOMO. You know, FOMO is short for fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. And so logging off sometimes is self-care. You know, it's like, you know what, right now in this moment, I don't care about what's going on 
in the shade room world or what this person <laughs> is doing in their life or about their engagement. It's just a lot of unnecessary information. And if you want to, you know, um, be content sometimes about your own life and your journey and where you're going, getting into comparing on social media can like affect you negatively. Um, and so I, I log off um, a lot when it comes to that. I also um, believe that if you're struggling, you need to get help from a professional. And um, it's funny because in the African-American community, I read a few articles about how going to therapy is a very taboo topic. Very. And um, as I was reading this one article from Psychology Today, and there was a 20... Oh, this is... Oh, the years go by. 2008... (laughs) 2008 study that found that amongst blacks who were already mental health consumers, so these are people already, you know, maybe going to therapy, um, a third of them felt that their mild depression or anxiety um, or the fact that they were seeking counseling would be considered crazy within their social circles, right? So they don't share that they're in therapy um, because they don't want people to say that they're crazy. And that is so not the case. Um, And so it's not big in the African-American community. Um, And then I would also say in the Christian community, sometimes it can be a taboo topic because it's like, well, you just pray about everything or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or go to your pastor for counseling, a pastor who some of them ain't even got theology degrees, let alone... Meant a licensed therapist. Hello. Or they doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing that they gonna help you through. Whole nother podcast. Very much so. What I'm saying is that that is not licensed professional counselors, right? And so in the church, it's a little taboo in the black community. So therefore, if you are a black Christian... <laughs> You got double whammy. Yeah, you probably haven't (laughs) been exposed to that enough. And I will say I see the stigma changing now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's good because there is nothing. Hear me when I say nothing absolutely wrong. That if you have identified struggles in your life or you just want to talk to somebody, you know, um, that you cannot go out there and seek counseling. And um, there are a lot of faith-based counseling services out there. So... I will share, and I think I've shared this before, that I um, have benefited from therapy. And what I love is that it was actually through my church. Um, Because my um, pastor at the time understood these stigmas, he partnered with a local faith-based counseling service. And not only had them come on a Sunday and talk about their services, but the first session was on the church. So you could go and just kind of do like a discovery session and learn more about it. And at this time in my life, I was one of those people who thought going to therapy would be considered crazy. Um, But I was also very aware at the time that I had some struggles. Specifically, I was at a point um, in my career where I knew I wanted to move on. Like I've shared before, I felt called to leave my corporate career at the time and I was struggling with that. While I was in my corporate career, I was also struggling with work-life balance because I was heavily involved in a lot of leadership opportunities, both in my company and outside of my company with organizations. And I was also severely overweight. So anybody that knows me knows over the past four years, I've lost a little over 70 pounds. And at the time um, when 
they announced about the counseling services offered, I was at my highest weight. And I considered that a sign that day that, you know, here I was like at church and they're saying, so I went. And from the first session, it was obvious that I could benefit from counseling. Um, but what I also loved is I didn't even know, but when I went, I had insurance. Thank the Lord, I did have insurance and it was going to cover it. When I went to my first session, they were like, oh, you don't owe anything. The church covered the first three sessions of everybody who decided to sign up. You know, that's awesome. So it's so awesome. And so it was just even more like confirmation of like, okay, this is something that, you know, I really need. And like, it has been so transformational for me. And, um, I, like I said, I've transformed my life in so many ways, not just from a physical uh, perspective of eliminating toxic relationships. I quit that job. I lost the weight. you know, I've done so much more to get on a healthier path and dealing with things from my past going all the way back to my childhood, as well as some things that happened in some of my romantic relationships. Um, so I would say, Seek a professional too, because that's a form of self-care. And even if it's like, um, you feel like, okay, I went to counseling, I've dealt with this issue. It's a good check-in. Um, going to psychotherapy on a regular basis for a monthly check-in. Again, like we talked about, it's just a check-in with yourself. Mm-hmm. And there are times where I still go to my therapist and it's just like, she's like, tell me what's going on, you know? And, um, it's just a check-in, you know? Um, so I think that's important. Um, and also I think, and Renee touched on this a little bit, I think that you need to find what brings you joy and do more of it. So many times, like you said, we get so caught up in doing for others. We don't even know what makes us happy. Mm -hmm. And you, you need to find out what makes you happy. And that could be anything. It could be painting. It could be working out for some people. It could, you know, be going to the movies. That is my thing. Like, I've shared with y'all before, I love going to the movies by myself. And it's so funny because I was talking to a colleague and I was like, oh, have you went and saw this movie and this movie? She's like, no, I have to find somebody to go see it with me. And I was like, well, just go. (laughs) She's like, I can't go to the movies by myself. And I was like, really? And this is a woman who is like independent, strong, but like, it's just a weird thing for her, Mm -hmm. you know, um... But for me, and I realize that, you know, but that's like my form of like a thing that I love. I love movies and I love going so much so that I don't mind going by myself sometimes. And it, it I kind of developed this ritual where I would like go to church like on Sunday mornings and then I would like do uh, like lunch by myself like somewhere, maybe someplace I hadn't tried before. And then I would take like an early movie by myself mm-hmm. or whatever. And like I told you, like one time I was doing that and I was dating a guy and he was like, oh, what movie are you going to see? I want to come with you. And I was like, ooh, actually, no. This is like my me time. <laughs> that, remember, I remember I talked about uh, Renee Day. Yeah. It's the same thing, Renee Day. So have a day where you do that. And also sometimes those days for me are choosing to do nothing on purpose, mm-hmm. which is also okay. I'm right? good for that. Man. Sometimes that Netflix and chill game is all you need to help you kind of recuperate from and whatever. And I love me some Netflix. Yeah. Um, and and lastly, the a big part of my life, and obviously, like I said, I've lost weight, but that I realized the importance of being well and wellness, mm-hmm. working out, eating right. And I, I'm sorry, I'm like strict on it. It is a non-negotiable. It is really like no excuse 
especially in the black community, all the heart disease, all the blood pressure, all the diabetes, it is absolutely no excuse why we should not be eating better. We should not be working out as a regular thing. And I used to do like a little, oh, I'm going to do a little boot camp or little challenges. Now it's like, no, working out is just part of my daily, not daily, but the struggle is real sometimes, but it's a, it's a lifestyle, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's not just like a, I'm going to buy this punch card and go for like a six week challenge and then not do anything else. It's a lifestyle for me and I invest in it. Something is important to you, you invest in it. And it is, I'll spend more money on my class pass, on gym memberships than I will a purse because I realize that health is wealth. And um, my own family members, my mother, I love my mother, that she's my shero, but I've never been ashamed to admit the fact that my mother died and her death was totally preventable because she struggled in this area and she developed diabetes and she developed heart disease and those things ultimately led to her death all too soon. And so for me, it's super important to make wellness a priority as a part of my self-care because I want to extend my years on this earth. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, your your mental health is like, for me, is like self-care. Um, and you have to make time for you because it's the only life that you have. Yeah. And you have to make it count. If you're going to be the best for yourself and for your family, you got to be the best for you. And you can't give 100% if you only got 60% to give. It's just not going to add up. It doesn't make sense. The math is not right. So some of the things that I do that I actually started to do because I've gone through a divorce and I've said this before. And uh, at the time of my divorce, I was like really in a depressed kind of stage so much so that my friends were like worried about me and wondering what was going to happen and thinking, should they fly to Houston to be with me? My mom wanted me to move back to Chicago and I had literally cut everybody off and took time, but I had to ask myself questions. And one of the things that I asked myself is what makes me happy? Like Toya said, Mm -hmm. and I made time to do that. And I thought, when was I the happiest before this marriage? When was I the happiest in my life? And it was when I was working in the beauty industry. So I went back to the beauty industry, even though it meant me starting all over. I was dedicated to doing it. And a lot of times when you do that, you start to feel something awakening within yourself. Um, And people are suffering silently because they're unhappy. So if you don't know what makes you happy, find out what it is. Think about your past of when you were the happiest and implement that. Take a vacation or a staycation. I mean, we don't always have to go somewhere to make something a vacation. Mm -hmm. We got staycations now. Release your thoughts. Take time for you. Take a journal with you. Write your feelings down. Be honest with yourself. Analyze how you feel. Set some goals and some boundaries as well, too, if you need to. Boundaries are big. Oh, they're huge. Especially when you're on your vacation and your staycation. Put those boundaries in place. That's the when you first implement those boundaries. And then come back of when you're going to put boundaries in your life after that. Make a bucket list. Start doing some things and cross them off your list. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to think about things like this summer, for real. I say this all the time. But for real this summer, this time... One of the things I want to do is I want to tour Chicago. I want to learn Chicago all over. I love Chicago. I've always been a fan of the city. I'm from here. But I want to see it from a 
tourist perspective. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do things, even if somebody's with me or somebody's not with me, I'm going to go to every museum. I'm going to go to boat on boat rides. I'm going to go on the bus tours. I'm going to do all things Chicago just so I could just have fun this summer in a different type of way. Um, have some time alone. Like I said earlier, even if it's 30 minutes to just play, get up early, take some time for you. It's okay to be a little selfish just for 30 minutes. Even if you got to tell your kids, no, the world is not going to end for you and it ain't going to end for them. And I think that's the thing. We think that like, if I don't do this, if I don't make the call, if I don't do this, if I don't, the world is going to end. And it's not because what happens if you die? Well, I was going to say, and if it does end, at least you're doing something you love. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And then communicate, talk to someone like Toya was saying, you know, we both said that we've had therapists in our lives. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a coach, a life coach, find somebody. Don't suffer in silence. You make deserve sure to be happy. Are, just make sure they are equipped. Yeah, I got some places where you could go. I'm going to tell you about those in a second. Yeah, just make sure they are equipped. One of my favorite quotes, I love Joyce Meyer. She has a lot of quotables. But she talks about, y'all, we need to run to the throne and not the phone. And she's talking mm -hmm. about, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. giving right. things over to God. Yeah, run to God. Like, we are so quick to um, hop on the phone and ask our friends for advice. And it's great. But, you know, are they equipped in that area to handle it? You know? I mean... And this is another thing that like boggles my mind. I'm not active in Facebook groups, but I've been in some of these Facebook groups where I hear people like they go on Facebook and ask people like really deep questions and advice. And I'm like, you're going to get all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's funny. Another thing Toya said too is release tension, exercise, take a walk, go for a swim, work out, find something that's going to help you let go of that worry and that unwanted energy. Like, when you release that, you bring in those endorphins. Like, well, even if it's shopping, shopping is a form of exercise for me. Because I walk around a lot more than what I normally do. It's not because I'm spending money. It's because I'm walking around and I'm doing more of, like, putting things down and moving around a lot more than what I would normally do. So, it's a form of releasing those endorphins and letting things out and feeling that good feeling. So, bring that positive vibe into your life. Surround your, speaking of positivity, surround yourself with positive people. Positive people bring positive vibes. Positive yes. vibes brings happiness. And happy is where you want to be. Because remember, you only have one life. you got to live it as best as you possibly can. And happiness is a choice. So if you're not choosing happiness, then that's on you. Because you deserve the best and you deserve to be as happy as you could possibly be. And that all starts with self-love and self-care. All right. So what resources you have for people, Renee? Resources. So a lot of things that I do, um, or a couple of things I do is I have um, affirmations. So affirmations app is called the Daily Affirmations app. It's affirmations with the exclamation point. Then there's another one just called affirmations. There's also inspirations, which is a Christian-based app as well, too. So it gives um, like a daily verse and then a daily word for you to follow. Uh, Headspace is a meditation app is another one. Finding a therapist. There is, um, what was this one? This one is from the New York Times. It's a great article on how to find a therapist. And it basically tells you to look for the chemistry, uh, treat 
yourself, you treat your first appointment like a date, mm-hmm. which that's very interesting. And you could go on to the New York times.com to look for this article, look for affordable options, discuss a timeline of, of, you know, how you're feeling and how you're going to get through this. So those are just some things that they give. And it's important for that. Also too, if you're going to look for a life coach, there's an article on Nomi, N-O-O-M-I-I, and they talk about finding a life coach and just different ways to find one. So find somebody that specializes in the area of your need. Just don't go find one. Right. Look for life coaches with proper training. Don't be looking for these people that call themselves a coach on social media. Make sure that they have the proper uh, stuff because some of them do, some of them don't, but make sure the ones that you are going to go to have the licensing, like Toya said, that they are supposed to have. Choose a life coach that gets you and understands you. Mm-hmm. Choose a local coach if possible and choose a life coach that fits within your budget, which is also very important too. Yeah. And real quick, I would just recommend talkspace.com. Um, it's an online therapy platform and you can chat with a therapist um, from anywhere. And then, like I said, I like therapy for Black Girls podcast uh, because she touches on a variety of topics and she is a licensed counselor and everybody that she brings on is licensed as well. And I would also recommend reading articles from Psychology Today. Um, they have a lot of good articles and um, yeah and blackdoctor.org is another good one yes blackdoctor.org has a lot of great resources and information and you can sign up for like their daily emails and um, they cover a variety of topics because as we've said um, there are some unique things to the African American community um, that we have to make ourselves aware of so um Self-care is self-love, and self-love is self-care. So um, let's focus on putting you first. We'll put all the resources in the show notes. Um, So if you're listening, just make sure to go to the show notes and description for everything. And um, as always, we want to hear what your thoughts are about self-care. How do you practice self-care? What are some of your favorite apps to help you achieve this? What has been your journey along self-care? Um, so chime in. You can email us at beautiesandbanter at gmail.com. And as always, you can hit us up on social media, hashtag beautiesbanter. Um, if you're going to talk about us on Twitter and hit us up in the Instagram comments. And we will talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.